Hey guys, it's Shane from DQP Does. I just want to let you know that we had some technical difficulties with our last episode of DQP Does. Um, one of the tracks was empty. Uh, so we had to improvise and try to make it sound as good as possible with the four people we had on the show. Uh, I know it didn't come out sounding great, but it's as good as we could get it. So I apologize and we'll try to make sure it doesn't happen again. Try to be as professional as possible on our shows, um, at least in the production, maybe not in how we talk. Well, thanks for listening. We got a hostful coming up. Appreciate you. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the DQP Does Hostful. I'm your host, Dave. That's me. I'm Dave. Uh, with me today, I have Shane. Hey. Hey, Shane. What's, What's up? up? Oh, nothing. Good. Ready to do it. Do it oh, to it. Do it. What are we doing? I don't know. The show? Ooh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was going with there, so all right. Uh, we also have Russell. That was really good, Dave. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. feel like you're just pandering to me, but I'll take it. <laughs> nope. Uh, we also have Nathan. This was an accident. I was just sitting here eating a sandwich, and they were like, put on the headset. So True. here I am. And then he gave us part of the sandwich. Was your sandwich good? It was. Nice. I like pastrami. Yeah. It, that's what it was. Pastrami on rye. I love rye bread. I also love rye bread. Welcome to Rye Bread Does. And <laughs> uh, it's pumpernickel, but that's fine. Yeah. Is that a bread? Yeah. It's a bread, not a bird. <laughs> I said bread. Did you? I don't know. <laughs> I obviously say bread because birds aren't real. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're a concept, but. The ones that we see around are just drones. Yeah. That's why we had a whole pandemic, is so they could change the batteries on the birds. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this is Holy a show. fuck, that's why I didn't see any birds? <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Where are you guys getting your news? CBS. <laughs> oh. Mine's CBS. The new home of Crazy Pot, Crackpot, Conspiracy Theories, CBS. I thought this was something on Facebook because I haven't been on it in a week. <laughs> yeah, the world has decided that birds are not real in the last week. <laughs> no, I mean, at this point, I'm not surprised. Yeah, well, that's been a that's been a conspiracy theory for a long time. Huh? Yeah, I don't know, man. People are dumb. Okay, people are dumb. Birds aren't real. World's flat. World's flat. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in that. That was a joke. flat Earth. Flat Earth society has members all around the globe. <laughs> See, I don't understand why they think the Earth's flat because everyone knows that if the Earth was flat, all the cats would knock shit off the Earth. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't have anything. My my favorite argument against the Earth being flat is: Do you know capitalism exists? Because. If the earth was flat, people would find a way to make money off of that. Yeah. It'd be like 
a whole ring of Las Vegas around us with like fucking take this uh fucking roller coaster off the edge of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Bungee jump off the edge of the world. Yeah. I do that. Lose your shoes in space. Yeah. That's where all the socks are. Anyway, That's where true. are we going to talk about news? Oh, yeah, this is a news show. People did, didn't know. In an unprecedented move, uh, AMC announced this week, uh, with everything else going on, um, so they fucking retail investors and stocks and crazy shit, right? That's, that's a lot to explain that I'm not going to get into necessarily. But AMC announced this week that... They would be showing uh, UFC fights in theaters oh, at yeah. twenty five dollars a ticket, uh, which is fairly unprecedented and something people have been asking movie theaters to do for a long time. Like sporting events, dude. Yeah, like do it. Like put on some fucking NFL games, some baseball games. Like, oh my god, I don't go, hate this at all. Go to the theater to watch your sporting yeah. events. Yeah, AMC is also uh, they they've also started uh, putting in bars. Um, and some of their some of their theaters. Uh, basically, what happened was they ended up being able to pay off pretty much all their debt uh, that they had. Fantastic. So now they're pretty much operating with cash on hand, and so no, very little debt. I don't know that it's no debt because you can't always believe everything you read on Reddit either. Well, but yeah. <laughs> they have paid off large portions of their debt, so. Most of the money they're operating with is cash on hand. God, that Which, makes the the not believing everything you read on Reddit. There, there was a uh, ask Reddit earlier today about uh, what's a conspiracy theory that you wholeheartedly believe in, and whew, there was some nutty shit in there. But anyway, <laughs> AMC, like that's that's good. Like that's something that I mean they've talked about in like pop culture since the 90s or maybe even earlier is like getting alcohol into theaters yeah. right yeah um they've talked about it in like you know movies and tv and everything like yeah in europe you can get a beer at the theater and shit and it's yeah. like why can't we do that here and you know that there were some places that did it a couple years ago and like I'm sure there are some in places that aren't you know bumfuck Midwest but like we're we're in but you know it's it's a new thing for us and a new thing for like the uh, the larger chains because you know they don't have that even in their larger city uh, locations and stuff yeah it's like the smaller more independent right operated theaters right um so it's it's nice to see them like doing things that they should have been doing for a long time um both because they have the money and because everything is struggling right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cuz like people people still can't go out in some places, you know. Uh and people are scared to go out in a lot of places. It's true. So they got to like entice people to come to things and like that's a good good idea with the uh doing sporting events and stuff and i mean that's a thing that bars have been doing since forever right you know yeah. they they pay for the license to have the boxing and ufc and you know the nfl and all that shit you know because if you go into a bar and they're playing the nfl uh if they're doing it legally 
which you can do that illegally. There's a whole disclaimer if you don't pay attention at the beginning of every NFL game. Yeah. Um, that it's not to be broadcast or reproduced without the express consent of the NFL. Um, so there are packages that um, bars and restaurants have to buy to be able to show that in their restaurant. Um, and it's way more expensive than just getting cable. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's something that, you know, has, there's been infrastructure for, for a long time that they could have been doing this whole time, but it's, it's a step in the right direction to, uh, you know, increase their market share of markets they weren't even in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a smart move. Uh, so specifically with the NFL, there is an interesting thing. So if you go into a B-dubs, even though they play NFL games, you'll notice that the NFL game is never on the big screen. It's always right. on the smaller screen because... Yeah. So, like, if AMC was going to start showing football games, as an example, they would have to work out, like, their own contract with the NFL. Right, yeah. Because those packages that restaurants have to buy... <laughs> you, I think I think it's 37 inches. I don't think you're allowed to show the football game on anything larger than a 37-inch television. Yeah. Um. That's... That's weird. Yeah, you can show it across all the little TVs. Yeah, you can you have can't 10, put it on the big TV. You can have 10 37-inch TVs, but you can't like they always have the at B-dubs, um they always have that projector, right? Right. And they've got they might have more than one. Um and it's like the college game or just yeah. ESPN. Right. It's never like the the big NFL game. That's true. Yeah. That's because they would get fucking busted. It's just like, you know, I, I don't know who enforces that. It's not excise, but it's similar. Yeah, uh, no, similar, similar thing. Similar, right? But, yeah, I, I always thought that was interesting because I, I always, like, you know, my dad watched tons of football, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. And they always said that at the beginning. I was like, what is that talking about? And like, he explained it to me. I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> I was eight and I was like, what the fuck? I say, did your dad hit you for <laughs> no, no, no. For swearing? No, like, uh, when I was like in a stroller, I think was the first time I said fuck. And my dad got beat up for it by my mom. <laughs> That story was much more interesting before you said by my mom. Because yeah. in my head, you, your dad was walking you in a stroller and yeah, I was you like, just looked at some you. random dude and was like, fuck you. And he was like, well, now I got to beat your dad's ass. You don't learn a lesson today, yeah. boy. Yeah, no. No, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, my dad would have beat their ass. Uh, but Yeah, that was also part of what made it more interesting. What guy beat your dad's ass? Like, yeah. what? It is Jesse Ventura. Uh, it was in the, Makes sense. This is like 1987. Um, but no. <laughs> I was born that year as Jesse Ventura, my dad. Uh, what the fuck? Could be. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't even remember. He was, we were at uh, my aunt's house or something, and like, I was in the other room with her, and then I said it, and then she like, just came in to the room where my dad was, and he was like, with my uncle, and just like, smacked him. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? She's like, exactly! <laughs> Stop talking like that around Shane. <laughs> Oh, if she could hear you now. Didn't fucking work. Oh, she work. probably does. Well, I don't know if she listens or not. <laughs> 
Sorry, mom. My but. my mom had asked me about listening, and I was like, I don't think you want to hear me talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom don't give a shit. There's a lot of uh, she'd listen. <laughs> there's a lot of like masturbation talk and f bombs. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Just in case you didn't know, both of those things are a sin. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you sure? <laughs> It's better to lay thy seed in the belly of a whore than on the ground. Well, we've been fucking oh. doing it wrong, bud. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta make some phone calls. I gotta call my priest. Apologize. Don't walk on the ground around me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so up next in AMZ News. <laughs> Excellent segue. Uh, You're welcome. So... So th- this is a little more involved in uh, the the whole stock thing that's happening, uh-huh. and the the retail investor versus the hedge funds. Um, so a couple of months ago, AMC because they were able to get to the point to where they were pretty much just operating cash on hand. Um, the new CEO who uh, was put in place uh, three months ago, maybe three four months ago. I don't know. Ever since I started paying attention to this, time doesn't make sense anymore. Mm. So, he has a new CEO. Uh, his name's Aaron. Um, Aaron. You're on a first name basis with the CEO so, of AMC? Yeah, uh, I am. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I follow him on tr- Twitter. Twitter. Uh, uh, I love Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a good one. He, uh, his, he had the idea. What he wanted to do was he wanted to issue 25 million new shares. And if you're a shareholder, whether you're a shareholder through Robinhood or Webull or Fidelity or what have it, uh, you get to vote on uh, sh- certain board decisions, uh, this being one of them. Um, so a bunch of retail investors uh, were explaining to other retail investors uh, on Reddit, uh, which is where most of the stuff or- originated from, the whole situation. Um, about what would happen if they issued new shares, which essentially them issuing new shares would drive the price down uh, because currently 80% of AMC is owned by retail investors, which are just anybody with a cell phone that is just a person, Um, which is a big deal. Uh, It's also pretty unprecedented. Uh, GameStop being in a similar situation also has a very high percentage of ownership amongst retail investors. But, uh, so with AMC, the CEO put forth, uh, the documentation to issue 25 million new shares and it went to shareholder vote. Now, just being a shareholder doesn't give you a lot of power, but it gives you a little bit of say, um, the board and the other option. Uh, so there's going to be three things taken into account. It was the board's decision, uh, another section of the company's decision and then shareholders Mm. the other two sections can outvote the majority shareholders uh, unless every shareholder goes in and votes against the document yeah uh before they even calculated uh the shareholder vote um a bunch of retail investors tweeted at the ceo on twitter because uh, he's very active on Twitter. He's done a lot, a lot of communicating with the investors mm-hmm. on, on Twitter and just, just putting out tweets and posts. Yeah. So a lot of them got on there and basically said, 
and was like, hey, like we can't really afford to have you do this because if you do this, this helps out the hedge funds more than this helps us out. We understand what it would mean for AMC. And one particular guy got on there and he said, uh, he was like, look, if you don't do this, we will come back for this. Like, let us finish what we're doing, which is essentially they're trying to fuck the hedge funds um, and cause a squeeze on the AMC stock so that way the hedge funds can't cover their positions. And then the hedge funds essentially end up filing bankruptcy, which one of the hedge funds back in February that they went against for GameStop just filed bankruptcy last month yeah. because they couldn't cover all their positions. So right. this is a real thing that can and will happen as long as everyone stays on the same page. Um, so, but this guy basically was, and this, this tweet went around Reddit and like, there's so much weird cohesiveness between people and this endeavor that, it, it's it's mildly restored my faith in humanity. Uh, Ape strong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so this and this guy, you know, this that's what he said. He was like, you know, hey, like if we, you know, we'll come back to this, but let us let us finish what we're doing first. And so earlier this week, or last late last week, uh, the CEO pulled the documentation from the Securities Exchange Commission to issue the new shares without it having to be downvoted. He was just like, he pulled it, he pulled the documents, he withdrew the issue for the $25 million shares, and he tweeted on Twitter, he was like, he was like, we'll come back to this, but right now, do what you need to do, and then we'll worry about this later. Which isn't verbatim, but essentially that's what he said. Which gave hmm. me chills when I fucking read it because the revolution is now. Hell yeah, I'm in. It's good okay. shit. I'm just the, everything happening with AMC right now is just fucking nuts. Like that is nuts. Like the C the a CEO of I think they're a Fortune 1000 company. <laughs> uh, just straight up being like, we'll worry about us getting money later. Let's yeah. Let you well, guys I mean, finish what you're doing. That they, they were basically already picked up out of nothing because like they were mm-hmm. falling apart. Yeah, and now they're liquid. Yeah, because everybody's like, "Fuck the hedge fund, hedge funds. We're gonna fucking buy the fuck and out of AMC and hold it." Yeah, they like the retail investor has saved the company. Yeah. I mean, not single-handedly, obviously, like, that's increased their optics, and that's changed how things worked for other yeah. stuff, but, like, that was the impetus of it happening. Yeah. Yeah, it, it and it's, and, and the same thing happened with GameStop, like, GameStop was oh, yeah. literally about to close doors. Yeah. And just tons of people, and, and I don't, I don't particularly get it, because, like, GameStop has always been... A pain in the ass for me to deal with but like so many people i've seen so many fucking posts on reddit about people just being like no like this was a place i spent a lot of time like this was a place that i love yeah, to go but into. they didn't care about eb games or babbages or yeah they didn't they didn't have those yeah, yeah. i don't know it's uh, i just never like it's i i with the gamestop thing i was like Yes, make fat cash off GameStop. 
Yeah. Fuck GameStop itself. <laughs> but make fat fucking stacks off GameStop. Good job. Yeah. The AMC, I'm like, I like theaters. Yeah. I don't really... I've never had, like, a interaction with an AMC uh, business where I was like, fuck this place. Right. You know, where I've, I've dozens and dozens of times with GameStop. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So, like... Yeah. I actually kind of give a shit if AMC goes out of existence. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm all about them surviving. GameStop, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, we, we had that conversation the other day. Yeah. For me, it kind of depends on what GameStop does. Like, because, like, their business model has been very predatory. And if they get away from that and realize who they've been fucking over by having that business model. Yeah, all the people that just saved them. Yeah. Then, like, okay, which they also just issued, they also, like, got a new CEO in the process of all this happening in the last six months. So, it's it's interesting stuff, man. And, like, we, I mean, we could talk about it for hours. I have so much more. No, it's an interesting topic, and there's a lot going on, and we haven't talked about it hardly at all, but... Yeah. Um... But we do on this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, specifically, since they're both entertainment companies, right? Right. So it actually matters. Like, GameStop isn't necessary anymore. The way that, at least their 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 previous business model. Yeah. Right? Literally everything you can get online, some of it, most of it, honestly, on demand, right? Yeah. So, like, it's, true. it's, not, it's not a necessary business anymore. So they have to figure out a way to make themselves necessary again. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know if there is a way that isn't still predatory. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either cuz like that's hard. It's hard with the secondary market to not be predatory. Yeah. Because like the nature of the secondary market is in itself some sort of predatory. Oh yeah. No, I mean I've I've dealt with a few different secondary markets for like collectibles and games and uh, different things and it's it's insane yeah it's, and, it's, and and like you know the the way they did it was not uh sustainable and yeah. they fi- they figured that out not to mention you know physical media basically going out of style in the middle of them doing that yeah know, so didn't help them either the the most recent thing with GameStop that I thought was interesting is they're buying up warehouse space. Um, and then on top of GameStop buying up warehouse space, there was an interesting leak out of Amazon. Uh, so one of the top uh, warehouse managers of, the, of Amazon for the country, mm-hmm. um, one of his emails got leaked to the media and basically what he was saying was uh they're burning through employees so fast that they think eventually they will run out of people that can work at Amazon. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. So, um that's an interesting situation and I think and what a lot of uh redditors have been pushing for and like tweeting at GameStop guys is um essentially like becoming that electronics specific distributor and trying to take that market away from Amazon. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of those already, 
you've got like New Egg and Tiger Direct and yeah. I mean, yeah, like most people don't know about that kind of stuff because they don't like build computers and stuff. But like, I mean, they have, I guess they have more name recognition than those places. So they would have like a leg up as far as that goes. But yeah, I don't know. That that doesn't seem like the best plan going, putting yourself in between those companies and Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I am curious to see what GameStop does. I don't know what unless they do do something to where like they can um, cut costs somehow, like full automation. Like I I saw a thing about a an automated uh, grocery store. So like we're just now getting like delivery groceries and like pickup Mm -hmm. groceries in this area. They were talking about uh, delivery and pickup groceries that the the whole thing was automated. And it was just like, it looked like a grocery store, but it was just this big giant warehouse. And there Mm -hmm. were all these robots like flying along this rail thing where there were these rectangular holes and everything where they would just like dip down and grab the thing. And there Hmm. was just like hundreds of these robots like flying around on these rails. Whoa. That was crazy. I've seen a Doctor Who episode about this. Yeah. And it was just like picking up people's groceries and then putting them in a box and... I've seen a lot of horror movies like that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, and, like, you could do that with anything, right? You know, it was, you know, we've, you know, I've had jobs where 60% of it could have been done by something like that, you know, where, like, yeah, I mean, I currently work in a job that I've watched automation come in and quote-unquote eliminate jobs. Because the thing with automation is that it fucks up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, managing the automation is more taskful than having it be people. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, the problem with automation and the expectations of uh, most American uh, manufacturing is, oh, it's a it's a robot, so it's going to run at 100% 24-7 and never have to stop and never have to be maintained because they never maintained any of the machines they already had, right? I mean, oh, yeah, all the places that sure. we've worked at, right? All of them, specifically one of them, does not maintain its equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, nowhere maintains their equipment. So they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to get this robot and we're going to run it fucking ragged yeah forever and it's like it lasts a week because it's like new technology and it's got to be babied and like they didn't even set it up right to begin with and then they run it at 100 percent, and it's like fucking rubbing something or some shit the whole time and eventually it just like breaks in a week and they're like this bullshit what the fuck's wrong with this goddamn thing you just described my entire job in three sentences yeah i know that's like Dude, one of the places bullshit. What is wrong with this thing? (laughs) (laughs) My job too, but it's usually about me. (laughs) (laughs) This is bullshit. What's wrong with Dave? Oh man! All right, I go. I don't know. (laughs) Let's stop bitching about work real quick. Uh, we got a couple more stories, and then we'll we'll wrap this one up, right? Yeah, solid. Uh, are they fun stories? Uh, just like little news things. Not not like uh David versus Goliath or anything, but. Uh, HBO's <laughs> The Last of Us season one will have ten episodes. Ooh. Oh shit! Um, Last of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Craig Mazin is the writer and producer. He confirmed that on 
the culture crave on this oh uh script notes podcast he was on another podcast don't listen to that just listen to us we'll give you news that comes out in news several days after other podcasts have interviews with people yeah we'll also listen to those podcasts and give you cliff notes i don't know what that i've never heard of that podcast i'm not gonna listen to it probably um (laughs) and uh also in this article they talk about uh Sony is also working on an Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland as Nathan uh-huh. Drake, uh, set to hit theaters February eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Pretty excited for this. Uh, that could be cool. That could Jim, be cool. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has already stated that these two Naughty Dog adaptations are just the beginning of PlayStation's efforts to expand into other mediums. God of War movie, please. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, like, dude. Yeah, they're gonna make some money first, and then they're gonna like dump it all into that. No, fuck that. I'm only okay with this if they get the right person to play Kratos. Yeah. Hi, Nathan. Yeah. (laughs) This is the only thing I've given a shit about. God of War. Yeah, you said God of War, and I got hard. Who do you want to play Kratos? John Bernthal? No. No. Um. Hmm. I'd be all right with Braun Strowman doing it. Yeah, so Adam, Adam what's his name? Adam Shear? Adam Shear, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a younger Triple H would have been cool. Like, I feel like you need a wrestler to do this role the right way. Um, and someone that's got a lot of charisma. There's not an actor that I can so, nail down to play that role. The Rock. <laughs> Gil the Rock's just going to play it. Fuck it. Like, I'm cool with it. Uh, but The Rock's a little old for that. That's true. I'll say it. Um, I don't think Batista's not old as his family or something. I, I don't fucking hate those goddamn new memes. For Batista new... should do it either because I feel like he's... Fast and Furious is terrible. I don't know. I don't know. God of War is awesome. Uh, yeah. What's the guy, uh, Mark Strong? If Mark Strong could just get like super <laughs> stupid jacked and grow a beard, that'd be cool. Like Can if he could grow like grow beards. I don't think so. I, yeah, could, I'm pretty sure they can. <laughs> if he could grow like a foot taller and basically just like take Mark Strong's acting abilities and give it to Braun Strowman. That's what I'm saying. I got a feeling Braun cannot act. I don't know. Like I haven't. I mean, he's a giant dude. Yeah. And I feel like after this, uh, I, he Nathan, does he have a no compete? I mean, don't they all have a non compete? Who? Adam. Braun. Braun. Oh, yeah, they always have a no-compete. So, like, I feel like after that, we might see him in some stuff. Maybe. Because, like, if he doesn't immediately go to another promotion, we, he'll probably, like, do some acting. That's true. Well, he might go back to what he was doing originally, which is, like, bodybuilding. Like, he did yeah. a lot of bodybuilding. Yeah. And just ran... And strongman competitions. Yeah. I... I said bodybuilding. I believe it was just strongman competitions, but like, dude's jacked. Yeah. Like, that guy, there's a place for him somewhere in the entertainment world. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, That was all I had. There was a sad one, but do we want to talk about that? I'll say it. Okay. Today, um, Robert Downey Jr.'s dad passed away. Um, Robert Downey Downey Sr. So, Robert Downey Sr. Um, and he posted on, uh, I believe, I read it on Instagram, because like I said, I'm not on Facebook right now, and uh, it was touching. That's sad. Yeah. It is sad. 
I'm glad that he got clean in time to spend like 15 years with his dad while being sober. Oof. Because that's good. Because I, I know his dad had a lot to do with him like trying to get better and like he's always talked anytime I've heard him talk about his dad he's always talked really fondly of him. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's good. I just love Robert. I wish I could write him a letter. I guess Do I could it. write you him a letter. Can yeah, right now. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this show. He would probably week, appreciate it. This show every week is a love letter to Robert Downey Jr. and not to Tom Cruise. <laughs> that I agree with. I love you, Tom. You're okay, Tom. I just. I'm a, I'm a, a fan. In the studio. I'm a fan of a good redemption story. No, Robert Downey and like watching one, like being able to watch it unfold throughout like my lifetime too. Like, yeah, because like I liked him when I was younger. I watched him in Ally McBeal. Uh, I've watched Natural Born Killers. I fucking loved him in that. At, like an early age, earlier than I should have. Uh, <laughs> when he was four, he was a really big fan of Natural Born Killers. Huh. That I was like seems nine. Problematic. <laughs> it's still really early. I, I really know. liked you in Due Date. Was that Galifianakis? Dude, Due Date is amazing. Yeah. Movie's and hilarious. I like The Judge because The Judge made the, me want to cry. The, the, it was no. so good. Fuck. Yeah. The Judge is such a good movie. Yeah. I don't, like, I've not really seen a lot of Robert Downey movies I didn't like. Like, like RDJ's the shit. I don't know that I've seen anything in. Yeah. I like the 80s stuff. Like uh I even like his like villain character in Weird Science. Yeah. Like that shit was I always forget on he's point. in Weird Science. Yeah, yeah I what? forgot that too. <laughs> nope. He was uh he was a bad guy in Weird Science. Science. I'm thinking real hard, but I He looked so I just much all different. I remember is Kelly LeBrock, so you ready for me to blow your fuckers' minds? Yeah. Yep. All right, here it is. You ready? He was supposed to be ducky and pretty and pink. We knew that. Have oh, we yeah. talked Did about we talk that, about on, the that show? on a different podcast? Yeah. Go back and listen. <laughs> Let us know which episode. <laughs> Send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting because I don't think John Cryer would have had a career had he not got that role. Probably not. Uh, uh, I learned about that because I read the sequel to Ready Player One, so it was Ready Player Two. That's also why I know it. <laughs> that's I think that's when we talked about it, when we did Ready Player One. That's the episode, guys. Go back and listen to it. If that's not the episode, go ahead and email us, draftyq at gmail.com. Or just yeah, email emails. us. Say what's up. Yeah. Oh, I should check. Yeah. I have lots of emails from podcasts promotions guys being like hey i can grow your podcast for 9.99 an hour that's a lot of money is an hour and how do you grow a podcast like if you get it wet it's just gonna get ruined oh i think this podcast is wet enough <laughs> Ugh. so it's Damn pretty man, i just took a shower uh i have an email from nathan uh you should buy nathan cookie dough he wants to do the challenge. Oh, it's not Nathan. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Way to fuck that up. 
Yeah, I think we. I think this not Nathan guy's got a thing. We should buy Nathan cookie dough. Yeah, we gotta yeah. get Nathan cookie dough, and we gotta have a pizza party for Dave. Still, we gotta have Doug over for the cookie dough too. He expressed being interested in doing another cookie dough one. So if we do another cookie dough, we'll have to get all new flavors. Uh, I thought about getting some just for me. So <laughs> I was really, I was really into trying the Dunkaroos one. Uh, Nathan would probably want that feeling lucky one, but not Nathan only made that suggestion i'm just gonna throw it out there (laughs) (laughs) could have at least like had your daughter type it up and send it from an email address that she made i thought it was funny that i sent it from my email address and then fuckface (laughs) didn't pre-read it before saying it he just was like ah email from it blah 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 oh and then in parentheses it said this is not from nathan and I thought that'd be funnier. <laughs> oh, I thought the joke was that it was you, but wasn't you. Well, Half know. that was right. <laughs> this is a good if bit, guys. Explaining right. jokes is a good bit. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna send us an email that requires I be in the dark, I need you to create a new email. I need you to read it in the dark. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to actually be ignorant of what's yeah. going on. Bill yeah. from Indy. <laughs> if you could and you listen to this, you should email Russell that Nathan wants this cookie dough, but I don't. <laughs> if you can catch what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. Also, Dave doesn't want a pizza party. Wink, wink. Wink. Oh, yeah. I do not want one. Wink. No, you don't want a pizza party? No, I want one. Well, let's oh, see well, what Bill from Indy does. Easier. Dave, will you please end this show? <laughs> um, I was going to end it, but I was can I uh I want to to give a suggestion for people yeah. to watch. Is it oh. America the Motion Picture? No, but it could be. <laughs> Should watch. Well, what's that? your suggestion? Uh, so, um, it's called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Uh, the second season just came out this week on Netflix. It's a, like, sketch comedy show. He used to write for, like, Saturday Night Live and stuff. Mm. It's really weird, and they're only, like, six 15-minute long episodes, but it's fucking hysterical. Watch it. And that's it's on what? Netflix. Netflix. That's not the one that's, like, got the, uh... Everything's a drum, is it? No, that is Auntie Donna's big okay, old house of fun. Because that made me want to die. That one is funny, but I think you should leave as funnier. All, pretty much all the skits are like bits or like people taking things too far and then taking it too far and then another step too far, which sounds like it'd be awful to watch, but it's it's hysterical. It sounds hilarious. I to do me. not like everything's a drum. Yeah. That show. No. Needs to die in a fire. Although don't, I do like that, that music show. video of all the dudes' heads having faces where their dicks are. The Big Bad Wolf. That shit was fucking hilarious. I don't know if I know that. That's yeah. a old. That's like nineties, isn't it? I don't know. It was on YouTube. Uh, like two thousand. When was I going to bars? Two thousand and twelve. Jesus Christ. Two thousand thirteen. Two year old. I wasn't going to bars. Um, that's a good suggestion, Dave. I like your suggestion. I'm gonna meet you with my suggestion. Okay, America, the motion picture. Everyone should watch it. Eventually, we're gonna talk about it. Sweet. How about mm-hmm. I watch that? You watch. I think you should leave. We could talk about it. Sometime. You haven't watched America, the motion picture I have yet. Not. I need you to watch it. I will. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Is it on VHS? It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. I've been collecting VHS. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> it's brought to you by uh, some of the guys that did Archer. The animated show about a spy. Okay, I like Archer. So okay, I'll I was watch like, it. You need to watch Archer if you haven't watched Oh, Archer. no, I love Archer. <laughs> it's got Jason Manzoukas in it, so. Ooh, I love that guy. Do you guys have any interesting suggestions for the audience? Just watch Parks and Rec again. You won't be disappointed. Shane is a True. comfort viewer. Watch Parks and Rec with Shane. It's comforting. <laughs> Everyone, come over and watch Parks and Rec with Shane. I do it every week. It's great. <laughs> All right, if that's if that's it, then that's it. Go see fucking Black Widow. Yes, do it. We're gonna go see it or watch it at home. I don't know. All right, well, this will wrap this up for the second time. I'll say that uh, <laughs> this has been the DQB does hostful. Um, I really need a catchphrase. Bye. of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.